So before we get into the, I wanted just to uh, use a statement from a great master from India named Ramana Maharshi. I don't know if any of you have heard him, but he has a statement that I think really applies to the exact nature of the wrong in AA. And he talks, he says, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. Yeah? So, my humble experience in AA was around the 11th year of being sober. I had been doing these workshops on the fourth step for, since I was three years sober. Every week, as long as I was in America. And so, I usually concentrated on how it works and how it works, they have a lovely statement in how it works that I think is very important. And that's on in the third paragraph on page 64. It says, being convinced. So you got that, the third paragraph? If you're going to follow along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One lady. The third, the third paragraph, and it's, the, I think, the second, the third sentence. It goes, being convinced... So convinced means to believe with certainty. Yeah? So you're really thoroughly, you got it in your gut that this statement, the next statement, is true for you. It doesn't mean if it's true, but for you. That's the point. That self, manifested in various ways, was what had defeated us. Yeah. So you can see that Bill W., knowingly or not knowingly, because to me, I think the big book was a download, really, through Bill W. Yeah? So his opinions about things weren't the only opinion. It's open. You know, it's a living book, yes? So it keeps on giving because the minds that are reading it, the big M minds that are reading it, keep expanding, let's say. So you won't see something, and then you'll see something, and it's the same print, the same sentence, and the same chapter. But it will be like a living thing, because it goes along with the mind waking up, you know, like the spiritual awakening we talk about. So it says, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what had defeated us. So we would be the us, yeah? And then self is something foreign to us. Or it would have been, it would have said, you know, us manifested in various way, ways have defeated us. Yeah, but it doesn't say that. It says self, almost like it's a it's a foreign thing to me. It's like a foreign installment, or let's say an idea, or for me, it represents a parasitical movement. Yeah. So if you look at parasites in nature, it's sort of what I'm talking about. A parasite doesn't have a life; it has to live off of a life. And I feel alcoholism lives off of a life. And the vein that it jacks into, or the artery, is this obsession or identification with self. So he's saying here that their self manifested in all these ways defeated us. So he separates the two. And for me, my dilemma was that wasn't true for the first 11 years in my program. I took my... It's just so like when I came in AA, they said, you have to be willing to save your, your ass instead of your face... 
but I thought my face was my ass. Yeah, <laughs> I was identified with the sense of self, the idea of self I had of me, this historical action figure who had done this and who had admitted that and all like that. And that was who I took myself to be. So when I read this, it didn't matter that it distinctly separated self and me or us. I kept seeing it. I couldn't see it until one day I saw it. Yeah, And this is what I saw. And it says, all right, manifested in various ways. Okay, And it says, was what has defeated us? We considered its common manifestation. So if you're convinced that self has defeated you, yeah. now we're going to look at how it did it. It did it through its manifestations, and they are, and they are many. Yeah? But AEA presents, let's just look at the grosser ones so that we can get a glimpse of what's defeating us. You don't have to go over every freaking defeat. You'll see the pattern of the defeat maybe through just one or two examples. Some people, they do a more thorough inventory and they see the patterns. But it doesn't take, you don't have to go over every, every one. It may take only one to get this. Ah, so that is what has defeated me. And to see the difference between that which is defeated seemingly and that which defeated. Yeah? Instead of being identified as that, you see it as a foreign thing or a no thing. And to me, that opens up the possibility for your head to entertain being free from it. Because you cannot entertain being free from what you're identified as. It's impossible. You'll entertain being free as that, but not from it. it your mind can't do it. Your mental state, can. its logic does not fit. Yeah? So, it says, alright, so we considered its common manifestations. And then the next paragraph, it says resentment is the number one offender. You could have said resentment is the number one manifestation. Of what? Follow the statement. What is resentment a manifestation of? Is it a manifestation of us or of self? Yeah. He's saying it's a manifestation of self. And that manifestation is used to defeat us. Yeah? And then the next one in the, in, in the introductory inventory of AA is fear. Same thing. Is it us that's defeating us, is, or is it self that's producing the fear? Or is it us producing the fear that defeats us? It's self, yeah? So, if you listen to people introduce the inventory process, and most people I've heard, and the way I was taught, there's, there's a fundamental mistake there, because they're calling resentments, which are manifestations of selves, their resentments. They're calling the fear that is defeating them as they're saying that they're the one who has the fear. I'm the one who's defeating me. But it doesn't say that. It didn't say us defeated us and manifested in various ways. It said self defeated us. So if self defeated us and these are manifestations of self, why do we keep saying they're ours? Why do I keep calling them mine? The exact act, action of the root of the problem would be in display seeking for the solution to the problem. You'd still be identified with its expressions. Yeah. People, hey, how you doing? Uh, they don't give a shit about my, this fear, but they're totally upset about their, my fear. Yeah? 
The me and the my is the bondage. It's not the fear. Fear is a possibility that the mental state claims and uses it to facilitate the bondage of self. By what? By having you call it your fear. And have it calling your resentment. You would not go back 30 years to think about someone else's resentment. But you go back 30 years to think about your resentments. What's the big allure? Do you have a better resentment than that other person's? It's just a resentment. It's because it's yours. That you're interested in it. The resentment doesn't have any real pull. We think things are, are fucking with us. We're the gravitational pull. We're in the identification as a self, and, and in that condition, we're taking self's manifestations through us into life as ours. That's called the act of being identified. How, what else could it be called? If you were clear it wasn't you, you would see resentment isn't yours. It's a manifestation of selves in one's life. It, makes a, it, doesn't, it seems like you're parting hairs, but there's a huge difference. Because just like I used last night with the words, important words like money, health, and relationship, you can change the whole meaning of the word without changing it at all, just by preceding it with my, my money, my relationships, my health, my time, my future. It immediately injects a lot of meaning into the topic. That's what we're doing. And it's that, it's like the chain that we're bound by is imaginary, but we give it the feeling of being steel through my. You're not bound by problems, you're bound by your problems. I'm not bound by other people's problems. I'm not. I can sit right next to someone and they can be totally obsessed and totally berserk on fear and it doesn't jump off them onto me. I see it as theirs, and I have a certain immunity. Could you imagine if you saw yours as not yours? You may have an immunity to fear. There's a possibility. Like Bill W. said, you know, people who come after the people who wrote the book, you know, will add on to it. Not change the principles, but add on to the possibilities. And to me, humbly... I lived in, for seven years in recovery seeing the root of the problem as obsession with self. The 11th year, and that's just the time, but it's, it seemed to be a distinct change, so I'll give it 11 years. Then that suddenly was seen not to be the case. It was seen that obsession with self is being used to reinforce the identification as self. Yeah? When the mental state obsesses over self, enough... It uses it as glue to reinforce the big M mind to be identified as the little M, the little M mind's presentation of life as his action figure. That's what it is. So, who has all the obsessions? Let's say we've had 30 different obsessions over money, over women, over men, over drugs, over not drugs, but who, there's only been seemingly one who had all those obsessions. And that one's called us. Is that us? Or have, or has like a doppelganger, a mental image has replaced us, and we're calling ourselves a mental production, something that's built, reinforced, and the memory is one of its main allies. Yeah. Self does not put out any light. 
It doesn't exist. It can appear to exist to us by remembering. And that's what the memory does. The whole, All the memory files picture you. If you look at the thought system, and it is a system called self-centeredness. And in AA's parlance, it says, why do you have so much fear today? And it says, isn't it because self-reliance failed you? So is that was, was that just an aberration? It only failed you maybe once or twice? Or is it a failed system? I took it to mean it's a failed system. So the Petri dish that fear grows in is self-reliance. Yeah? Now, if you look at reliance humbly, what would be the most extreme form of reliance? If you became what you're relying on, that would be the extremest, the most extreme form of reliance on self, is that you're identified as one. Yeah? And the feeling of self to me is the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body. A body that maybe wants to become spiritual, but that wanting to become spiritual may be used by the mental state to deny its own case of being spiritual. You are a spiritual condition. You don't need to have a spiritual condition. You need to lose a mental condition. And to me, that's what the, the 12 steps do. They do not produce a spiritual awakening. You have a spiritual awakening to what's already awake because the mental state gets diminished enough. The, the mental state is way too influential. Yeah? So it gets diminished, and when it diminishes, something that wasn't obvious becomes obvious. Yeah? It's not like it just suddenly appeared. You became available to it. Yeah. So... This isn't about getting rid of all resentments. You know, have you ever tried that? You know, first sober, you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror, all right, I'm not going to have a resentment today. And 20 minutes later, you have resentment. Because the mental state assumes it has power it doesn't have. It says it in the big book. The dilemma is powerlessness. Why? But if you admit that you're powerless, if this is powerless, it's the solution. When you're not admitting that it's powerless, that's the dilemma. Because you keep assuming, if I think about something enough, I can change it. Has it happened? Or people will go, oh, Paul, i got to go home early. i got a big problem. I'm going to go think about it. I go, please, no. Because <laughs> if you go in a room and think about it, you're going to come out with 20 more problems. Because it's the thinking that's the biggest problem. Yeah? And of course, that's what he said. If the problem resides in the mind, Bill W. saved you a lot of time, and me a lot of time. The problem resides in the mind. What is it up there that's driving you crazy? It's the thought system, isn't it? It's incessant. Like we said yes last night. You know, you run, and then you get tired, you stop. You, you know, you throw, you get tired, you stop throwing. But when have you stopped thinking? You know, you've been going over shit that had never even happened. <laughs> With this sense of, I could change it, and it's insane. You don't make a fucking difference whatsoever. The only way to handle the past is, if it's supposed to happen, it did, and if it didn't happen, it wasn't supposed to. Fucking that simple. But that's it. No, no, no. The mental says, no. No. My life would have, it would have been totally different if I wouldn't have said that. Maybe, but you did say it. Yeah, it always uh, it always excludes the obvious. You know what I mean? Like my life would have been great if I didn't get run over by a car, but I did get run over by a car. You know what I mean? <laughs> All the thinking it could be different doesn't make the basic fact different. What is that but an example of powerlessness? 
and watch powerlessness. The only time you experience powerlessness, experience it, is when you're exerting power you don't have. When I want, when I'm trying to make someone do something I want them to do, and they don't do it, I'm frustrated. I get pissed off, yeah, and then I usually try to push more. I experience powerlessness when I'm exerting power. If you surrender to the powerlessness, what you experience is power. You experience power by the admittance of powerlessness. That doesn't make sense to the mental state, but that's how it works. If you have, if you, your di- the dilemma of powerlessness is that we not, we're not admitting it. We're not accepting it. Yeah? We're not surrendering to that fact. And it's a fact. And the, the mental state keeps thinking it can move a fucking mountain that it can't move. And it won't get the message. You know? You can be convinced thoroughly that it's a failed system and it will kick in and tell you you're the one who's convinced thoroughly it's a failed system. There's the system working again. So this master, it's a beautiful statement, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. What is that but the, what, the main dilemma of alcoholism? We're taking ourselves to be something that we're not. We, we, and the mental state's presupposing. In other words, when it supposes that you're a self, it's pre, so you feel like you were a historical self. You feel like you were there yesterday. Yeah? That's the trick. Of, the mental state doesn't live under the auspices or on the, the rules of time that we seem to do as a body. It uses time to its own ends. So the, self, the sense of self has to be produced because it's a process. Yeah? You, did, you and I did not have a sense of self when we were babies, as you know from your young kid. There's a point where it starts to get developed, but at a large point, and you would say you're alive all those times, yet there's no sense of self. It got developed by the mental state. It gets produced. And anything that gets produced is of time and takes time. Yeah? Supposedly it says it's 500 of a second for the mental state to produce the sense of self. It's fucking pretty fast, but it's, it can't be timelessness. Yeah? So something is inherently before all of that. When it presupposes we're a someone, yeah, we end up becoming, we become after it. Yeah? We're its bitch, so to speak. Yeah? And it plays God with us. That's what it does. So this guy is saying, hey, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation, not from that imaginary thing, but for that imaginary thing. This is the dilemma of recovery based on self. It's going to be self trying to get out of self. Or as a great Hoang Po, the great master of Buddhism, Zen, said, it's like the Buddha seeking the Buddha. It's like the light seeking light. It's like being M mind seeking big M mind. It's never going to succeed because the seeking for big M mind as big M mind becomes a denial of your own big M mind. So the Buddha is being denied by your looking for it. Ha ha ha! Probably you didn't know that. <laughs> and they knew that we didn't know it, so they fucking put it down in books to save us some time. <laughs> Really, he's just trying to save you time. Hey, bro. And he says, 
in the next pass, he says, you, you can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and AA, we have the statement, self can't get out of self. Why is that? First of all, because there is no self to get out of. It's an activity. It's an activity. It isn't a fact. The mental state in, assumes that there's someone, implies that there's someone, infers that there's someone, supposes that there's a someone, but it can only make it seem so. It cannot make it so. We're the one that gives it its final authority. We give it the meaning it has. We fall for it. We fall under the sway of the mental state. And then we take ourselves to be a thing. And it can go to such an absurd late that the thing may want to become spiritual, but as a thing. That's like trying to make water and oil get together. The body is not going to become spiritual. I don't care how much yoga you teach and do. Your body is not spiritual. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. You're going to try, try to grasp spirituality on? Get a lot of Buddha tattoos like I do, whatever? Try to grasp it on? It's not going to change a damn thing. It'll look cool. Other people believe in it, but it's not going to do anything. So... This he goes farther than this. He goes, okay, to de- to de- try to destroy this imaginary thing by practices is to be just like a thief turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief who is none other than himself. They can get to a weird point where they're self trying to get out of self, out of get out of self. You know what I mean? Now you want to become a non-self. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, if the mind dropped out of your life, all the things you ran into, you travel lighter through. It's the mind that's the big stumbling block. Not the money, not the health, not the relationships, not that. It's just, look at the difference. You're, out, you're going out with a pretty girl, having a great time, and then somewhere along the line, she's, she's christened my girlfriend, yeah? So let's say when she was just a girl I was going out with, maybe I had a couple of character tendencies of jealousy and stuff like that. Suddenly she becomes my girlfriend, and then suddenly I feel like I have the right to follow her home, yes? And see who visits her after I leave. Or maybe I should look at her emails, who she's in contact with. And then I'm up on stalking charges in a few months. What the hell happened? It was great when she was just this girl I had fun with. But as soon as she became my girlfriend... So much other shit came up. Yeah, this is what it is. You're the dog whistle that is calling that all or all up. You ever hear the thing about the computer, the iCloud? There's tons of information supposedly there, but there's no there, is it? There's no cloud. There's not like an iCloud over Hoboken and something, and then on good days it moves over Dover, and you get the ideas faster. No. But, it's, it's rep- but there's tons of information that somehow you click a little hit and then there's storage unit and you can get stuff from and your music gets downloaded from there. You don't know any how it's working, but sort of like that. So, but you have to hit the button. You, know, you have to hit the little click. Well, the click in this thing is you are a treasure trove of conditioning, beliefs, old ideas, right? They're just pregnantly waiting for some contact with the mothership, you. And as soon as you go, a problem is your problem, bing, the my triggers all these downloads 
and it gets what happens is it gets injected into the problem and you think the problem is what's driving you crazy but it's the my the my because the old ideas do not come the problem they're applied to the problem the idea the old ideas come through you through the my through the selfing through the identification of self or the bondage of self, whatever you want to call it, that's the point that accesses all those old ideas and the concepts and all of your conditioning. And that's what gets tattooed to your life. And it's like you've seen it all fucking before. Because you have, basically. You're now living an interpretation. And it usually leads to a certain point of dryness and disease and irritability and restlessness. And then you're almost apt to do anything. Because you need some fucking relief finally. And you can't wait anymore. My the alcoholic of my type when I was out there, I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. That was the whole drive. I didn't give a shit what happened to me tomorrow. It was how I felt right now. And how I felt was unfucking bearable. I wanted some and I wanted instant relief. How did that get produced from that little kid running around in the backyard with no clothes on? for how how did that get produced something grew the mental state yeah and then my life became totally accompanied by thought and then everything was thought about instead of lived you know everything was thought about and gone over and I remember I came in and they told me you know this root of the problem is obsession with self so I it, it kicked off some memories in my head and I remember this event when I was about 11 or 12 walking through the hallway at school and I looked, a pretty girl looked at me and said hello and I went home and wondered what she meant by it for five hours <laughs> I went over it and I just, I just as many points of view I could conjure up in self-centeredness which aren't many because it's always pertaining to you but I looked at it from every angle does she like me does it it was ad nauseum and I'd have a few of those a day these profound little crossroads like if I turn left my whole life's career I'm not that fucking important nor is turning left or right but you know we're so ponderously obsessed with ourselves <laughs> there's so many layers of obsession you know, it's like you could take a two-year course how to get out of the obsession with self. That could be an obsession with self. The mental state will claim anything your life brings you in contact with. Anything. It doesn't give a shit if it's 4,000 years old with golden gilded things and ancient hieroglyphic blessings. It doesn't matter damn thing. It, you're in robes or tattoos. It doesn't fucking matter. Whatever you're doing, it's going to use to imply the doer. That's the bondage of self. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is an activity. Doings used to reinforce it because every doing out of here, there's a sense of being the doer, yes? Bamo, I'm bonded to the idea of the doer. Every thought, I'm either the one that's thought about or the thinker, well, bonded to that. Feelings, my feelings, bonded to that, yes? All day, everything that we call life and all of its happenings are being used by the mental state to bind you and I to this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's as simple as that. We're fucked even when we're not fucked. 
and we're really fucked when we're fucked. <laughs> you can't win. You know, it's all different degrees. It'll be, it's sort of like, you'll be in hell, but maybe you'll move to a hill that's one degree cooler, you know? So, oh, fuck, I'm doing great. You know? But you're in hell. You know what I mean? Really. I mean, how, I'm not in hell. Well, how long? How difficult is it just to be here? We've gone to such an extreme state of disassociation. We have a hard time just being here. Yeah. If you have a job in, let's say, New Jersey, and you're thinking about vacation, you're thinking about Hawaii every day at your work, and then you go finally go to the Hawaii, and you're thinking about your job in New Jersey. It never lines up. It doesn't. It promises it will, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. You can work super hard and finally get exactly what you wanted and it's the greatest moment of your life and you're ready to really dive in and your head says, did you leave the stove on? Fuck, it fucks you again. You know, you just can't. It just never, never gives you a break. It promises you a lot, but it never delivers the goods. You know? It's like a failed system. If you don't think the mental system is failed, then why is it full of excuses, rationalizations, and blaming? If I, was a, if I delivered furniture, and I always delivered it on time, and the piece was pristine, and there was no trouble to it, would I need to have any excuses, rationale, or blame? I just delivered the goods. But what doesn't deliver the goods usually ex- hides that failure by having excuses. Ra- it was the traffic. It was this. It was that. The factory fucked it up. Yeah? That's the selfing. The selfing is all advertising. That's what's so great about AA. It produces goods. Yeah, You get an effect in AA. You feel something palatable. It's not promises. Yeah, It's not just living on it always will get better. It actually gets better now. And what is that? What is that? Yeah. It's the mental state loses its influence. And then another aspect of you gets more influence. And you travel lighter. And you realize the value in being of service. A lot of people who don't see it that way think it's a huge chore. And they look at it something to get out of. But if you're wise, you see service as a great gift. Because it's the easiest way to get out of self. It, you know, it works all the time. And if you want to have gratitude, do H&I meetings. Go to hospitals and jails because I don't care what story you've got running. In ten minutes or so, it will be broken and you'll feel fucking gratitude. Yeah. We have manipulated pauses constantly. How usually the selfing's got to get some steam up, yeah. It's like a train, and it's got to get rolling on the tracks. But you know, you can derail it every day. There's meetings all day. You can just sit in your ass somewhere, and just and I'll tell you, hasn't it been the way you were feeling changes miraculously in that hour? You were pointed this way. You come out. This is another option. Pointed that way. With how much effort and thought. And when it comes to your inherent nature, you, you, there's no production. This thing that's looking out of my head right now, like I said yesterday, all right, let me see, I'm in deep sleep and I'm way in New Mexico. As soon as I open my eyes, there I am. <laughs> it's like the old story of uh, knocking on heaven's door. Have I told this all? I like this one. Knocking on heaven's door, so... 
let's say you decide nothing's really working out in your life and you decide you've got a pretty good spiritual resume. In other words, you followed your own sort of spiritual rules. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. So you think you're, you're going to be accepted at you know, door, uh, heaven. So you knock on the door and, and it, it's opened up immediately. It feels really weird. How did, where was I? God was right there, you know? It opens, and, and you go, hey, can, God, can I come in? And God looks at me and goes, Paul, can't come in. So I sort of walk away dejected, but I just, I'm going to get better. And I purify, I go to yoga and everything, and retreats, I'm meditating like crazy. Got the patchouli oil, and my hair is nice and long. Loving gaze, you know. All right, I'm ready, all right. And immediately the door opens. It's like spooky. How the hell did he get there so fast? But there's no time in, in, in heaven, you know. And everywhere is everywhere. <laughs> so he's not coming from Newark to get here. And I go, hey, hey, God, can I come in? And he looks right at me and goes, Paul, you can't come in. So now I'm fucking pissed, you know? So I say, fuck this, and I get loaded, I'm fornicating and rolling around out there. And I get my ass kicked, and I get caught up in the current in the river, and I get washed up on the shores near God's heaven's door. And as I'm getting up, my mind splits open, you know? I wake up, in a sense, knock on the door, door opens, there's God immediately. I go, God, can I come in? And he says, Paul can't come in, and I walk right by. Because I realized I wasn't the Paul that can't come in, nor can a Steve, nor can a Mary, nor can any identified mental state. They're excluded. I wasn't excluded, nor was I ever excluded. But what I was identified with, that was excluded. And I was taking that to be me, so I left the door. Once I realized that wasn't me, I walked right in. I could have went in the first fucking time. Yeah? It's just what you identify with. Or another way of looking at it. Every Let's say you take one event. Every year the snake molts its skin. You know, Every year snakes molt their skin. The skin gets old over the year. It loses luster. It's not attracting female snakes. Snakes is getting stuck in rocks. And so the snake is going. And All right, so we're going to look at that event from two points of view. From the skin's point of view, the skin takes itself to be the whole snake. Yeah, this is the trick. Yeah, the selfing takes itself to be you, but it's not you. So the skin is taking itself to be a whole, the whole snake. And so when it sees, when it feels this sense of leaving, it gets scared. So it jacks into the snake's head and says, "Buy a lot of moisturizer." You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't go out in that new sun. Stay away from that. Watch that rock. You'll turn this and that. So it's like Armageddon time to the snake. It's hallelujah. This old freaking heavy skin's going to fall off. I'm going to have a nicer shine, be able to attract female snakes. I'll move you know, faster over the rocks. Yes, I won't get stuck anywhere. It's the same event, but seen from two different positions. That's what is on offer every day to us. The selfing is giving us one point of view, and then there's the seeing. One comes before, one comes later. The one comes later implies it was before. Yeah, this that's looking is not produced by thought this sees thoughts it hears them in this view thoughts are heard yeah? but what seeing isn't only seeing it's hearing it's touching, tasting, smelling and if you had 20 doors 20 sense doors there'd be 20 different experiences 
consciousness or the spirit isn't defined by what it moves through. We have five experiences. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. Yes? So, smelling. And we have a sixth sense that the, the mind sees or hears thoughts. That's it. In some insects have nine sense gates. They have nine experiences being here. You could have 20 experiences being here. Yeah? That's, that is prior to thought. It's not being produced by thought. The problems start after I'm thinking. The solution is before I think. You were before you thought. Through thought, you become something, seemingly. But you are something before thought. And I'm telling you, we are not an afterthought. We are not a product. We are consciousness. We are spirit. Yes? That thing that's looking out of my head. I don't have to... You know, if I want to see... I can't see better. You know, like that. I'm more conscious. More aware. No. You can't become more aware. There's just awareness. Yeah? It's not like... Um, oh, you know, like this, uh, if I, um, you know, there's no thought or effort really to be what you are, is it? The seeing is on all day. You know, you know, you don't hit two o'clock and you're tired of seeing, are you? I mean, the eye is it? Your eye is like they're like roaring horses, ready to go. You can feel them pushing the eyelid. Your mind's awake all the fucking time. Yeah. The the mental state goes to bed, but consciousness isn't sleeping. Yeah? So there it is, there it is. Has it been any thought to see your whole freaking life? And did the seeing stop when you were doing a terrible act and only appears or appears like in HD if you're doing a good act? No. The seeing is seeing. Yeah? Consciousness is consciousness. We have absolutely no effect on it unless we believe we can have an effect on it. And in selfing, we believe we can have an effect on it because in selfing, your claim to be what's seeing. This figure, like I'm doing it. Yeah? Which is not true, is it? Being what you are is the easiest freaking thing. How hard is it to hear? You know? I could swear to my grave I'm not going to see a bird, and if I'm looking at an open window and a bird flies by, I'm seeing it. Because it has nothing to do with it. And people always say, after the, after the sensation or the feeling, I didn't want to feel that. They're a little fucking Johnny-come-lately. You already felt it. You know, you can't get out after the fact. You know? But what's before? What actually sees the feeling? The mental state is a reaction after the feeling that implies it was before the feeling and it's the feeler. It's not. It's claiming, it's, it's, it's claiming how little ground it can't find a footing on. You are spirit. You're not sullied. You haven't been marked. Anything you've ever done didn't leave a tattoo on it. The only one that needs to really be forgiven is yourself and you can't get it from self. You have to find it in spirit or your own heart, you know? You've got to realize all that fucking crazy shit I did out there, I was powerless over. If you put alcohol and drugs in me, I'm not to do anything. Then why the hell do I feel so guilty for it? That's the self thing. It's like that. I'm accountable. It's like if my dog shits on a neighbor's lawn, 
I got to apologize to him, but I don't feel guilty for 20 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just pull the dog away, walk it the other way. And I don't go over. I wish my dog wouldn't have shot on his lawn. <laughs> you fucked up. Let it rest. If you're sober, you may still fuck up. Make amends and move on, and you'll progress out of this fucking mire we're in. Yeah, like it says, perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something infinite rather than our finite selves. And we're on that, we're on that way. Yeah, we're leaving a failed system, and AA is slowly or quickly moving us to a working system, trusting something infinite. And then the results of your life change. And then honor the miracles, because that's, you know, you know the head. If the head has a miracle, three hours later it's forgotten it. But it keeps on remembering an imaginary resentment for 30 years. You've got to see how the head is. The head is not your amigo. Yeah. It doesn't want to elongate your good times. It wants to shorten them. It wants to elongate your quote-unquote bad times. It has an agenda you may not be aware of. Its whole thing is bind what we are to what we're not. Yeah? Take away life is happening and, re- and replace it with an interpretation of life. And that interpretation is life's happening to me. That's it. Just changes the direction. Life, life, it cannot change. Life is happening. If it could, it probably would. Yeah, it can't. What it does is just interprets it and makes it all about you. And you and I, as a body, should not ever be seen as the center of the universe. We can't handle the weight. It's way too big. You know, it's weight weighs us way too much to be everything. <laughs> as a body. <laughs> Woo! No. New, new. And if you don't, see, if you see yourself as a body, you'll be an urban renewal project the rest of your life. Really, you're always going to be working on you. You'll ne- you'll never be enough. Really not. You know what I mean? You'll give everyone else a break, but not you. Guess you hold yourself to higher expectations. What is that but self-obsession? When this was seen as not being me, it was left alone, and it's it's thriving under you know out of that fucking tyranny of the big mother mental hen. You know, I'm like a free-range alcoholic now. I'm fucking enjoy life. <laughs> I don't have to accrue value. I don't have to fucking jump through a lot of hoops to have a nice latte. <laughs> I can just have a latte. <laughs> you know, I live a l- with a lady. I love her, but she every day she has to explain to me what she did to sort of accrue value. You know, so, so she has permission to be alive. <laughs> like she has to fucking do so much shit to make it okay. You know, just to be okay. It just seems like too much work. You know, and then the bars always change. It's like a sadistic adult. You know those games where they, the adults used to hide something and you'd have, all your eyes would be you know, closed and they would say, all right, start looking for it. And they'd go, you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. And then the, the, the sadistic would go, you're cold. You're cold. There's nothing there. You just want, it's just telling you, all right, you're doing good. Oh, you blew it. It's cold though. This is, it's just a fucking game. It moves us around on this imaginary game board and we're always going to jail. <laughs> Somehow, literally or figuratively. 
<laughs> it's to me slavery. Simple as that. And I don't see, time is slavery. You ever watch the effects of time? It's like a dry current. It's like a current in the ocean, but you don't see it. It's the mental state. It's like being whipped all day. Always having to get to the next bigger, better moment. Or you know, making up fucking earth-shattering deadlines every day. There's a deadline. Oh, yes, what's going to happen if we don't make it? Oh, that cannot possibly occur. Well, what? No, it's a deadline. You know, it's just like, get everyone so jacked up constantly. It's like fucking... To me, it's slavery. It's like a fucking cattle prod moving you along. All right, it's like being on those. You know, at the airports, they have the moving sidewalks. You see something you like, but you keep going. This is like this movement. Keep pushing me ahead to what? Whatever there you're going to get to is going to be here when you get there. Literally, whatever there you think you want to arrive at is going to be a here. We used to have the old story about the guy who, a uh, simple thing, he's sitting in his little one-bedroom apartment. He's having a nice Sunday morning, and then he gets this, he sees a big two-color page advertisement for a lovely couch in the Sunday papers. And then he looks around his apartment and realizes he doesn't have a couch, you know? And then he starts thinking, what a sucky way to live without a couch. I'm couchless. And he's, then he's starting to resent the people he knows who have couches, who haven't told him how important the couch is. And so he says, if I get this couch, maybe I'll have my first child on this couch. He doesn't have a girlfriend, but he's assuming he'll bring someone and they'll conceive a kid. And so the couch becomes really important, and he wants that couch. So he starts working really hard for that couch. And, he, and he's calling his friends up. We're going to have a, 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 couch, a, a christening of a couch party. It's coming this Sunday. And none of the people's RSVP no, on Facebook, they're not coming. But you're excited. And you sweep the area and they finally bring the couch in. And, oh, here's the couch I've been dying for. And you get the couch and you take the class and you sit on it. And you feel great for about five seconds. And then you look around and say, i got to get a rug. Yes? So... There's the here. You think the there's going to be better. You get the there. It becomes a here. And then it gives the mind gives you another there. And there goes the slavery. On and on and on and on and on. See it for what it is, and you'll see it's not you. Yeah? You really will. You are not the thinker of the thoughts. If you were... How could, how could the thoughts you're having be yours when someone else, so many others have them? How could there be a sole proprietor if a lot of us had them? And that's what gets revealed at AA. You come to AA, and after a few months of listening, you really can only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts and my feelings and my reactions to life, or they're not mine? That's the beautiful news. That's where the relief lies. It's not getting rid of it. It's realizing it's not yours. Because what happens when it's not about you, you'll lose interest in it. If you lose interest in it, the lights of the system go dim because you're the electric company. You're infusing the energy into it by believing it. As Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. And that's the case, really. If you believe that you're a thinker, the thoughts will be used to own you. If you believe you're a feeler, the feelings will be used to own you. If you believe property is yours, that property you own will own you. 
just what happens. You believe you, they're your kids, the kids will own you. Yes? I have people, people would call me to talk to somebody, and I said, you better get his whole family there because his condition is based on their condition. So we got to talk to all of them because he's not, he's not okay unless they're okay, and they're not okay, so he's not okay. You know, it goes on like that all the fucking time. It's like the biggest heist of all, and it keeps pointing out all the other heists. You know, but it's the biggest heist of all. Your life's been taken over by a parasitical movement. And we'll die for it now. We think it's so us that we'll fucking fight someone to be right about what it thinks. You know? We'll, we'll cover up its fucking mistakes. We'll avoid all amends because we're too embarrassed to admit that we did something. When it was it that did it. Yeah? I don't care how nice you are to a parasite, it's still a parasite. You're not going to change it's, it's. You're not going to change the tiger's uh, fucking stripes. It's not going to happen. You have to recognize. You know, recognize it. For me, it's. You know, I've been 16 years later. You know, from that 11th year, I've watched. And if I look at my life in the last 16 years, and now it's in a new phase of getting older. You know, I was in a middle eight, middle phase from 20 to 50, where you felt 55, you felt sort of the same. But now there's ages occurring, and it's the mental state is great. It produces such a great picture of <laughs> it's it's like it's like in a way it's like the Van Goghs of playing God. <laughs> it can make a great picture of it. It's you got to clap every once in a while. Its production is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but over this period of time, I have to say, if I look at it as a huge chunk, I, I have been allowed to travel lighter over whatever has been in store for the action figure. You know, disease, broken things, this and that, you know, other people are getting cancer that I love, this and that. And it didn't change everything, but it allowed me to travel lighter through it all. What more do you want, you know? What more would you want if that irritability, restlessness, that one agitated cord was shifted into an ease and comfort? Maybe you think you want enlightenment, but all you want to be is content, really. All you want to feel is an ease and comfort in your own skin and in the circumstances you find yourself. Not in the circumstance you imagine, and not in the circumstances you reflect back on, but actually the circumstance you're in right now. Because I'll tell you, the mental state lives in what's not happening. Really. It lives in what's not happening. It produces a lot of effects now, but never from now, but from yesterday and tomorrow. And most people, the here they believe they're in is bookended by yesterday and tomorrow. That's not here. Here is timeless. The here that we're mostly in is in a mental here, and that mental here is crowded by the past and the future. Yeah? That's the here you want to get out of. The real here is what you're never, never, never going to get out of. Yeah? You are never not going to be in a moment, ever. Ever. You don't have to try too hard to get into the moment. You can never be out of a moment. You and I have never been out of any moment we've been in. Ever. 
No way. And we don't need to work so hard to get out of self. Why not entertain the idea that you were never in a self? How much quicker would it be? It would take no time at all to leave an imaginary place. Right there. Just stop. You're right in it. Yeah. Every pause you've ever had, if you in AA we call them pauses, where were you? Right where you've always been. Yeah? Was the pause different a year ago or ten years ago as the pause right now? No. It has the same eternal quality. All time gets interrupted. All the meaning of shit gets interrupted. But it's the same quality. All where, everywhere. And always available. It's always the same. That's what we are. We're the pause. What happens when a pause happens in your life? Your whole life can change. That's when you finally showed up. You finally showed up in your own life. You were the pause that caused you not to go down that same road of, of pa- habitual patterning. You know, not fucking up once again. That's what allowed life to change. You finally showed up in it. You actually took your primary position, which is before everything. Instead of always being living from the back seat, you realize you're the fucking driver. Not this idea of self, but the awareness. Yeah? That's your original face. It's not a face. What we call a pause, and that pause has changed a lot of people's lives in here, that was us finally showing up in our own life. You saw life from your own reality, and it could change everything else like that. I've had patterns that I never thought were going to end, that ruined relationships left and right in my life. An extreme paranoia when I was in love with somebody. Very, very uncomfortable because I didn't, for many fucking old ideas. And it went on for years until one year in sobriety, it was rising again and usually did really well on holidays with a New Year's Eve one. So I knew it was going to be a big one. It was going to fuck things up really good. And I saw it because there was the woman and I, I had run downstairs acting like I was leaving. I didn't want to leave, but I wanted to just fucking play the game. So I went back up to say, you know, I'm leaving. I thought you left. I know I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I wanted to remind you I'm leaving. Well, just fucking leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I was ready to both barrels blow her up and then something showed up me what I truly am and said enough's enough and it's never happened again like that something that I made so much room for in my life I hit it you know I, I delayed trying things because I knew it was going to show up and fucking ruin everything I never did that suddenly it just I showed up in my own life and that was the end of it I mean I as spirit, not I as the mental state. That's what a pause is. A pause in a meeting is you finally feel what you are. You're not a thing. You're having experiences here through a thing, but you're not a thing. You're not of an experience. You're not the culmination and the total of all your experiences. You're may way, way, way bigger than that. You're so beyond experience, it's unbelievable. You can influence every experience, every inf- experience that the action figure has if you're here. Things will go a new way. 
You know, you'll understand the word serenity and comprehend peace. All these things will happen. You'll have a new attitude, a new outlook. He's not saying you'll have a revamped attitude or a better attitude. He's saying a completely new one. Not anything like the old models, yeah? You'll have a new attitude, a new outlook, a new happiness, a new freedom. He's always using the word new to give you a distinct feeling. It ain't going to be a retread of the same old, same old. You're going to be in a whole new paradigm, like the fourth dimension, so to speak, yeah? And instead of thinking that you can visit the fourth dimension, you'll see your citizenship is of the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension in recovery is that spiritual realm. You are from there. You're not going there. You're from there. You're on a round trip. (laughs) <laughs> this wasn't a one way it's a round trip <laughs> and you have a confirmed seat you're going to pass away <laughs> Gary you don't have to call up the day before they got you booked <laughs> it'll be over soon it'll be like it never happened <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to come back here. It wasn't cracked up. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't as good as I expected. <laughs> I got this irritation. My nose just never gives up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wipe another ass another day. I think it'll be pretty good not being a body. <laughs> but what will you miss out? Oh, yes. There are all those uh, terrible attacks of dysentery. And shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ever see those movies? It's hilarious where uh, Nicolas Cage is like an angel, like a celestial being, and he wants to become a human. He wants to give up his wings to have sex with Meg Ryan. <laughs> like a celestial eternal being is going to, oh yes, I'll forsake eternal bliss for one roll in the hay, and then a divorce in a couple of years from Meg Ryan. I mean, how, what self-arrogance that they could, we can think this is oh, eternal bliss and light? Ah, oh, fuck that. Let's go down here. <laughs> and then the movies where someone's dying and then someone's hanging over them. You can't do this to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm passing away. I mean, but we have, we have a dinner reservation. Oh, well, I'm sorry. What will they think if I try to cancel like your partner died is that right you know? it's so the self-centeredness is so extreme you don't even see it we're so in it it's like the fish isn't recognizing the water you know we're just we're just drenched in self-centeredness yeah and we see everything the kelp and the clamshells but we don't sense the water yeah we're like that wave that thinks it wants to know the ocean but it won't give up its waveness. So the only way it can know the ocean is to study it, experience it occasionally, and the, 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 the real sense of the wave could be that it's dry as hell. But what would happen? And the most, all it can do is study the ocean, but it's not, it can't be the ocean as a wave. But when it realizes it's not a wave, what is it? The ocean. This is all about looking at what you're not. And seeing, hey, I'm not the thinker, 
And if you're, if you truly, if it rings for you, you lose interest in the thoughts. If you lose interest in the thoughts, you lose interest in time. The day at a time thing that a office will become easy, very easy, because you realize this is happening, yeah, and all of that that I'm thinking about is not happening. You know, now in what's not happening, tons of things can be happening. But it doesn't have one quality what's happening does have, which is what's happening is happening. All that isn't. Yeah? And this one recognition is able to give you immunity to all of that. All of it. All of it. Peace is not going to be found in time. It's in timelessness. I just gave out the secret handshake. Listen, <laughs> I gave out the secret handshake. Oh, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> There's no secret handshake. You're it. You are. Yes. All right. We're gonna have questions now. <laughs> Now, somewhere in the big book, Phil uh, talks about like uh, there are people that have to like seek outside medical attention and whatnot. Not like for people who've been like through traumatizing situations and like, have been diagnosed like PTSD. Would you call that a similar thing as a parasite as well? Because like there's certain incidences where you know in the mind I can't control when that happens, you know, and I can't not not remove myself from that. Because I can't control it even when it happens. Does that make sense? Yes. But see, the thing what the selfing would do with that, it would add on to it. Well, that's no no shit. No, I don't mean that rudely. I'm trying to, like, I'm just trying to, like, not only grasp the addiction part from it, but, like, also my mental disorders as well. You know what I mean? Yes. A lot, like, in a spiritual aspect that I can't control. Even if I sit there and try to remove myself from that, I'll be sitting there like sweeping the floor and all of a sudden just drop. Well, it's not trying to remove yourself from it, first of all. It's seeing you're not in it in a deep way. It's not trying to get out of it. But if you have if you have problems such as that, get the help you need. Well, I think for PTSD or people, when I got diagnosed PTSD, they went through a similar thing with me. Um, and I've been through, like, I go through a lot of trauma specialists um, and they explain it similar to what you're explaining. They do like the mind, the body, and the soul, and they explain like you have no control. You have to like pretty much not remove your thoughts from your thoughts, but like it's like try to um, like how you said there's always moments, but you don't realize that they're, like there's you're always going to be in a moment. Like what they tell you is just like kind of put yourself on pause at the moment and try to just not really walk through it as much as your mind's wanting to walk through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So well, why don't you just, you can anchor in here, in, in this moment, through some faculties of the body. Follow your breath, you know? Well, if in that moment that you're at that point of going towards something, the trauma, right? Just, just locate yourself in the body. Follow your breath for a second. Yeah? Like Could, meditate? It's not meditation. Just follow your breath. Don't put a name on it. Just feel your liveness here. Yeah? 
Try to anchor yourself. The body can be used in a different way than the selfing uses it. The body can be used to anchor yourself in the current situation. Yeah? So, look at, like my old sponsor would say, just look down at your feet. See where you are. And then look around the room and get here. You know? Start there. And then if when you start going off, just bring you back. Use something that's easy to, to sense, which is an internal event, like breathing. For me, I hear a sound all the time. Yeah? I just hear a sound, like, like a sound all the time. So anytime I want to locate, I just hear the sound. It puts me right here. Yeah? But then again, I've entertained I can't be anywhere else, so... And I had tons of trauma. I've been run over twice in one night. Seriously. I've had seven operations since I got sober. And I had about seven or eight before I got sober. I've been shot at. I've been pronounced dead tons of times. Yeah. The greatest relief I had wasn't working all that out. It was realizing I wasn't the one who had it. Seriously. Yeah. And if I was going to get therapy, I always went through the body, body work. I didn't want any therapy for the fucking head because that's like Wheaties to it, you know? It starts to know why it's fucked, but it's still fucked. You know, I wanted, the body is more, is a more honest storage unit than the head is. So go through the body. You've got some good body work or energy work. You could get sort of released from the traumatic contraction that's holding the body and your nervous system. Hmm? Like exercise? No, no, you can do that too, but get work, body work. They have people that work in the, on the body that will bring shit up. And so you can just have it get released through body work. I don't trust going to where the problem lies. The body's much more honest. Yeah? It's a storage unit. It stores those events. Yeah? The mind tries to get out of them by storing them in the body. So you, can, you don't want to get to them through the mind anymore. You want to go through the body, maybe. That would be my, that's my personal suggestion, because that's how I went about it. Yeah? But if you have trauma, you have to realize your spirit doesn't have trauma. It's the mental, nervous, and physical condition. And that, you know, we're in Rome, and so you have to do as the Romans do. You have to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And so the body has a play here. You've got to sort of take care of it. Yeah? Simple as that. It's like, me, it's like for me, it's a Toyota. You know, I gotta change the oil. And I look at the tires, hey, I gotta get some new tires on it. Yeah? It's reliable, so I don't think much about it, but I want it to keep being reliable, yeah? Yeah. And your brain has a has a, a agenda for the body. Yeah? The mental state is, is a trippy thing. It's like a it's like a, a phantom. Yeah? And what it tries to do is it tries to combine the mental state the, yes, and the body, and then consciousness. Yeah? It tries to produce a hybrid, and that hybrid isn't just another you, it's called me. Yeah? So you're crowned like a special me, a special you, that separates from all the other yous. That's why some people at meetings don't identify with anyone else, because they're terminally unique, or seemingly so. Yeah? This is what the mental state does. So the body has its own little world. Yes? The spirit is otherworldly, and the mental state has a fabricated world, a world of yesterday and tomorrow. And it wants to use the body to give it relevance, but it hates the body. 
in most cases. It does. Just find out. when you're Like I said last night, you're riding and you have a new bike. Maybe it's $2,000 and you're near a, a cliff and you start falling. What do you try to save? The bike, usually. <laughs> I've done it. Seriously. I throw the bike away and I'll take the fucking fall. My mental state d- thinks the bike's more valuable than me. So when I hit, I got hurt in the water at the, at the ocean. My whole system collapsed. The, the hit was strong enough, it, it shut down my nervous system and the brain, and therefore selfing wasn't being produced at all. All everything was was just framed by light. It was such a trip. And lucky I landed on my back so I didn't drown. They got me out of the water. I was on this long board. They cut the wetsuit. And then they, they were going to call the ambulance. And the first thing that selfing said when it showed up again was, I can't afford the ambulance. You know what I mean? So there, I, I, I'd rather die on the <laughs> beach than, than, than oh, you know, spend any money. You know what I mean? Oh, fucking let me die. I, can't, I mean, you want, is that, you want to call that you? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I saw it as clearly, hey, it doesn't have my best interests at heart. You know what I mean? It'll throw me away like a Kleenex. <laughs> it shows itself in certain situations, extreme ones. It really reveals its pettiness. You really can see its true gnawing thing. Yeah, when I got hit by the car and I was in a hospital bed, it was trippy. The body was totally racked. My my life force was almost out. It was. I never felt anything like it. The the light the the, the light on the the candle was totally almost out. You know, it was going to die, the body. And then the head, the mental selfie was way up there. You know, fucking, you know, it wasn't going to land again unless I was sufficient enough to eat off of. You know, the parasite was just waiting. Oh, he's too fucked. I can't eat him now. Like, just hovering, hovering. As soon as I start getting better, it's I'm getting better. (laughs) It's a foreign thing. Yes, it's adding a lot of shit to whatever situation you're in, and it's subtracting a lot of stuff from whatever good you're in. It's a mental accountant, and you're on the losing side. It's not going to change its ways. You're not going to win it over. You're not going to socialize it, therapize it, exercise it into submission. A parasite is a parasite. Yeah? It needs your life to have one. It doesn't care how it treats you, but it doesn't want you to die just yet. And it sucks you dry, doesn't it? I saw it do it to my mother. My mother was a powerful woman when I was growing up. After work, she'd take us all to the beach when the sun was going down in Long Island. (coughs) After a few years, you know, when my father passed away, she started drinking around in the 40s. Schaefer beer. Then every night she'd be drinking and falling asleep on the couch, you know, every night, you know, just work, come home, make some food, drink a six pack, fall asleep. When I come home, I was about 17 or 18, when I come home and she had the TV on, but it was so low, you'd have to have like a fucking... You know, like a magnifying ear to hear it, you know what I mean? And then I'd go up to the TV and I'd make it a little louder and she'd wake up. What are the neighbors going to think? Fuck. I said, I can't even hear it. And now they're going to hear it. But this is how she lived. And to me, it flipped me out. Because she was a very powerful woman. 
the drinking, the parasite grew, took her over, blah, 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 and did it to my older sister. She killed herself. I've seen it. I've seen it, you know, take people. Slowly, just erode them, erode them, erode them, and uh, just suck the life out of them. And give them an interpretation. Yeah? It's like the heist of all heists that's going unnoticed all fucking day. We're so busily pointing fingers out, we got to point the fingers in. Because it's that which is behind the scenes that's narrating and bitching everything, you know, out here. Yeah. There is a solution, man. Yeah. The problem truly is an activity. You have to be in cahoots with it for it to complete its mission. you got to believe it's shit. You do. Yeah? If you didn't believe the thoughts, you would not be displaced. You would be here because it would be obvious this is all there is. It's the mental state that puts you yesterday and tomorrow, every day. Every freaking day we get displaced from this day to some other fucking day. Not once of the year, every day. We live more in time than we do here. Seriously. The thought system doesn't value here at all. It uses here to think about yesterday and tomorrow. It values time. Because in time, it can picture you. And that's what it wants to do. It's the bondage of self. It's not a bondage to anything, because self isn't a thing. It's a bondage of self. It's an activity. The activity itself can bind you to the idea of self. Yes? That's what it does, if you believe it. If you and I, which all of us have tons of faith in this room, tons of faith, not a faith, faith. It's a mental force, a mind force, and it manifests here by what you put it in. So if you put it into the thought system, it produces tons of anxiety out of what's not happening. And we just don't have the ability to deal with all the anxiety coming out of nothing. We don't. I mean, we have the ability to respond to a fearful situation, but there is no situation we're responding to. We're reacting to thoughts that are causing us to feel anxious. How are you going to solve that? How are you going to kill the imaginary thing? You're not. How are you going to solve problems from what's not happening? The only way is to see it's not happening. That's the clearest way. If it's not happening, what do you need to do to deal with it? Nothing. Just recognize it's not happening. But you can't recognize it's not happening from what's not happening. You need to be placed where you are, which I'm saying you cannot be. You cannot not be here. You are here no matter what you're thinking. You are here. So from here, you can see what's not happening. And it's obvious it's not happening. So let's put it secondary, at least in the value system. And let's uh, let what's happening be what's valuable because it's happening. I don't care if you like it or not. This beats anything else. This is it. This is what's happening. Why do we always let that go down and put what's not happening or what once happened in, in, in its place? Because no matter how much you wish, you're not going to override this is how it can happen. It's not rocket science. The dilemma is very simple. We are being displaced, seemingly. How are we being displaced? By selfing. What does it need to complete the, the mission? Our belief in it. Where does the belief lie? My. 
it's through the act of it being identified, the resentment is seen as yours now, and now it's a whole new beast. The fear is seen as your fear, now it's a whole new beast. Yes? Remove the my, and then see what fear is like. Telling the truth. You'll have all the ability to deal with fear. You don't have any ability to deal with my fear. No. Yeah, simple. Invitations there. Tomorrow night we'll give out the secret handshake. (laughs) I wish I had my certificate of awakening. I could give it to you all. With my spiritual notary public, I have a stamp. From the high level of spiritual committee, I was authorized for one year only to give a stamp of certification. You're awake! Just being awake to awakeness. Awakeness is dog shit awareness. It's not a fucking mystical experience. That's an experience. This is before a state. This is much more stabilized than experiences. You are that, and then it influences all your experiences. Yeah? Yeah, we're awake to being awake. And then we can see not to be awake to being awake. It doesn't change the awakeness. We just want to change the seemingly. Let's realize the seemingly isn't so, and what's the fallback? You'll fall back into awakeness. And then once you fall back into awakeness, you realize it's always been this way. That nothing ever fucking could change it. Now it becomes reliable. You can rest there. That's where contentment lands and serenity lands is in a mind that's at rest. Like AA says, you'll be able to enjoy peace of mind. Peace of mind is available, but our inability to enjoy it is that we're entertaining insane fucking ideas. If we give up those ideas, we'll be able to entertain and enjoy peace. When? Now. For how long? Now. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's it for tonight, eh? Thank you. Thank you.